We welcome you back to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, August 8th. We pray that you and your families continue to be in good spirits, good health, and prepared to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Brother John Legs' medical procedure went well last Thursday. He is recovering at home. At this time, no phone calls or visits. The family will send out updates. Keep Brother John and his family in your prayers. Please keep Sister Angel Carruthers' family in prayer. Her mother has been released from the hospital and she is currently at the Richland Rehabilitation Facility. Keep Sister Angela's mother and her family in your prayers as well. Sister Pat Baskerville is in Midtown West and Sister Jerice Bond's son Bryant is in Vanderbilt's Parthenon. Please keep both of them and their families in your prayers. Sister Joan Bass is in Richland Rehab Facility. Please pray that her rehab goes well. Let's keep the Wyatt, Davis, and Baskerville families in our prayers for strength and comfort during their recent time of bereavement. Let's also remember to keep Sister Judy Legs, Rekia Compton, Edgar Roberts, and their families in your prayers. Brother Danny Simmons made it safely to Virginia, and he thanks everyone for your prayers. Brother Simmons will truly be missed. We want to continue to remind everyone to pray for all of our sick, shut-in, bereaved, elderly, and traveling members and their families. Continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages when you can. We want to also remind you that even though COVID-19 mandates were rescinding, and more people now are being vaccinated, the elders are asking that all members attending worship at the building continue to follow our basic COVID-19 requirements, which include continuing to wear your face mask, and this is whether you're vaccinated or not, during the whole time that you're inside the building. They're asking that you continue to practice social distancing, and being prepared to take a temperature check upon entering the building. Your continued cooperation is greatly appreciated. Brother Kance will continue his study, Peter's Letters, today. The lesson text will come from 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1-11. through 11. The title is, God's Judgment. We hope that you will continue to tune in and study along with Brother Kance anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kance with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kants at gmail.com. Join us this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. as we continue our midweek conference call Bible study. We're studying from the first four chapters of the book of Malachi. Our study is titled, Lord, I Need an Attitude Adjustment. This week, we'll conclude our chapter titled, A Sunday Morning Church Robbery, taken from Malachi chapter 3, verses 6 through 12. I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. 
This concludes today's updated announcements. We will now begin today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. Good to see each and every one of you here this morning as we have assembled to worship God in spirit and truth on this Lord's Day. It is a blessing to be here on this Lord's Day, to be in the land of the living, and God given us this day to worship him in spirit and in truth. We know that as Christians upon the first day of the week, the Lord expects us to be together to worship him. So we are happy to see each and every one of you this morning. Uh, we want to welcome those who are visiting with us. I don't see any visiting faces, but if I'm missing you, we are happy to have you here with us this morning. Always good to have Brother Joseph Webster here with us. Uh, always good to see him. Appreciate you being here, brother. And again, it's just good to be here on this Lord's Day. Our announcements. Again, mask uh, require, is required the entire time that you here in the building. We ask again that you cut off all cell phones or put them on mute. We do not want to uh, distract our services to God, so make sure that we are cutting our cell phones off or putting them on mute as you enter the building. Also, social distancing, we want to make sure that you are sitting in a seat that is marked with green tape uh, for our social distancing. Our announcements. Again, our sympathy continue to, continues to go out to the Wyatt and Davis family on the loss of loved one. Uh, you all are still continuing to end our prayers. Sister Arlene Shelton is asking for our prayers for her health, and she's also asking us to pray for her son, Lorenzo. And we have a card. On behalf of the Davis family, I want to say thank you for doing for for doing our uh, thank you doing our time of loss. The many texts, the phone calls, and amid most of all your prayers, continue to keep us uh, keep us in your prayers each day. And this comes from Brother Ernest Davis. And again, you're in our prayers. From Sister Carol Thompson asking for our prayers for her family and also for her brother William and cousin Gregory. She stated that she will be visiting Jackson Street and inner city for the next couple, for about uh, four to six weeks. So we'll miss you, but glad that you're informing us where you will be. Sister Judy Liggs uh, states, uh, says our effectual, the effectual fervent prayer availeth much and thanks to the congregation for your prayers up to the point of her recovery. She, she is not uh, receiving visitors, but welcomes your phone calls. She does not, uh, if she does not answer the phone, uh, she may be resting, but will return your call as soon as possible. Brother John Leggs is requesting our prayers as well. He is scheduled to undergo a major medical procedure this coming Thursday, August the 5th, at St. Thomas Midtown. Lord willing, uh, this will be an overnight stay for two to three days as he will be recovering at home. Uh, so no phone calls or visits at this time, please. So let's keep both of them, Sister Judy and Brother John, in our prayers and let's extend ourselves to see what we can do as we talk to them on the phone, what we can do in this matter. Again, we know that God is in control. Uh, and the fervent prayers of the righteous availeth much. 
Again, we encourage everyone to uh, tune in to our weekly Bible classes on the Lord's Day on our podcast. Uh, Brother William Kantz conducts that, so you can listen to that on the, pod- at the podcast at any time during Lord's Day. On Wednesdays at 7.15 p.m. on our conference call, you can listen to our Bible study, and that is taught by William uh, Carruthers. So if you're looking to receive that and not on the list for the conference call, uh, you can contact Sister Elwanda Carruthers. We do appreciate very much both of those brethren for their extended study and willingness to teach our classes during this time. We also encourage those who are listening on our podcast uh, to continue to listen to the uh, worship service regularly and also to continue to send in your offering, that is to Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ, P.O. Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. Uh, To the congregation, uh, from us, from the leadership, our plans are to Uh, bring back our Sunday morning 9 a.m. Bible study the first of next month. Our plans are to begin our 9 a.m. Bible study on the Lord's Day uh, starting next month. We will continue at that point to phase in the rest of our classes. So we're hoping that all will uh, take part in our Bible classes as we resume them or that particular class on this first Lord's Day of next month. And also, church, we, uh, the media is keeping this in front of us, so we are aware that the Delta variant uh, virus is a new virus, but it is strongly on the rise. Uh, so according to uh, CDC, over 80%, I wrote this down, over 80% of the viruses for COVID-19 are the variant Delta virus. That's pretty strong. Uh, and what they're saying is this spreads faster and is more contagious. That is why those who are vaccinated are now also getting this virus because it is that potent. Uh, however, what they're saying is and what the medical field is saying that those who are placed in the hospital, those are people who are unvaccinated, who are ending up in the hospital and not those that are vaccinated. So what does it tell us? That tells us, folks, that the vaccine is aiding in the prevention of, of severity for these viruses. Uh, they've never said that I have heard that you will not get the virus if you take a shot, but they've always said it will, it will lessen your chances of being severe and will save your life from death. So church, consider these things. You know, Add up these things, pray about this, and understand this is not political. This is a matter of life and death. This is a matter of life and death, so let's consider what we need to do in our protection for ourselves and also for people around us. Uh, as you go out to the store and things, you see now that people have stopped wearing masks. Uh, this is serious, uh, so protect yourself at all points, and also as the Bible, the Lord wants us to do, he wants us not only to consider ourselves, but people around us. So let's make sure that we are, we are uh, praying about this and that we're using precautions that we need to uh, to save our lives and people around us. This is very, very serious. So let's keep this matter in front of us and be prayerful about this. August birthdays and anniversary, uh, Michael Jackson, the first, Wanda Luster, the third, Stacey McClain, the sixth, 
Harold Cato, the seventh, uh, Melanie McLean, the ninth, and Darlene Spence, the 13th. So uh, happy birthday to all of those that are celebrating birthdays in August. Anniversary is on the 1st, D'Angelo and Tamisha Simmons on the 1st. Okay, and he's over there just smiling, looking at her. <clears throat> it was yesterday, wasn't it? Okay, August the 1st, and Daryl and Evelyn. That's the day. The day is the first. Oh, that's why you smiled and looking at her. Okay. He remembered, Tanisha. See, he remembered. <laughs> August the 1st, D'Angelo and Tamisha Simmons, uh, Daryl and Evelyn Pillar on the 8th. Uh, so happy anniversary to all of you. Uh, marriage is a blessing, and it's going to be what we make it. So it's a blessing, and we uh, bless all of those that uh, celebrate anniversaries. Our order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Trenton Moore, our scripture read and prayer, Brother Taylor Moore, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, prayer for our offering and Lord's Supper, Brother John Phillips, and our closing prayer, Brother D'Angelo Simmons. And there will be a couple of brethren that will be in the back door that will take your offering as we exit out of the building. Again, welcome to everyone, and now let us prepare for our morning worship service. We thank you for your time and attention. Good morning. Good morning. Our first song selection this morning will be page 822. Page 822. Heaven came down. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Oh, what a wonderful, wonderful day, day I will never forget. After I wandered in darkness away, Jesus my Savior I met. Oh, what a tender, compassionate friend, he met the need of my heart. Shadows dispelling with joy, I am telling, he made all the darkness depart. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole. My sins were washed away, and my night was turned to day. Heaven came down, and glory filled my soul. Born of the Spirit with life from above, into God's family divine, justified fully through Calvary's love, Oh, what a standing is mine. And the transaction so quickly was made when as a sinner I came. Took up the offer of grace he did proffer. He saved me, oh, praise his dear name. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. When at the cross the Savior made me whole, my sins were washed away, 
and mine eye was turned today. Heaven came down and glory filled my soul. Now I have a hope that will surely endure after the passing of time. I have a future in heaven for sure, there in those mansions sublime. And it's because of that wonderful day when at the cross I believe. Riches eternal and blessings supernal from his precious hand I receive. Heaven came down and glory fill my soul when at the cross the savior made me whole and my sins were washed away and mine eye was stirred today heaven came down and glory fill my soul. All right, page 824, page 824. I'll fly away. We'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's sing. Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. Fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. Fly away when the shadows of this life have grown. Fly away like a bird. From prison bars has flown, I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away to a land where joy shall never end. I'll fly away. I'll fly away, oh glory. Fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. 
way. We'll not be led to scripture reading and prayer. Good morning. The scripture reading will be coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'll be reading from the King James Version. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And it reads, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have pa are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I read it to you, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Let's all pray. Our Father, you are in heaven. We come to you saying thank you. We thank you for your grace, mercy. Father, we thank you for uh, our health, Father, throughout this week. Father, we also want to say thank you for the things, Father, that we don't appreciate uh, each day, Father. Most importantly, Father, we thank you for you sending uh, your son on the cross for our sins, Father, and for that we uh, say thank you again. At this time, thank you for allowing us to be able to come here for our morning service. Father, we pray that everything, Father, that we do or say will be pleasing. Father, we pray that everything we do or say, Father, uh, this morning, Father, will be pleasing to you, Father. We pray, uh, we pray that you will open our hearts, Father, uh, for, the, um, for the lesson coming up soon, Father. We pray that uh, we will be attentive. Father, we pray for the uh, preacher for the hour, too, Father, uh, that he may... Have, uh, that he may have uh, also uh, remember what he has studied to as well. Father, again, I want to say thank you uh, for everything uh, so far, and we pray that we will uh, continue to live a life uh, that is pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. If you'd like to market, our song of invitation will be page 655. If you'd like to market, our song of invitation will be page 655. Now at this time, let's notice page 829, 829, Mention Over the Hilltop. We'll sing all three verses, page 829. All found? Let's sing. I'm satisfied with just a couch below. A little silver and a little gold, but in that city where the ransom will shine, I want a gold one, that silver line. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow old. And someday yonder we'll never more wander. But walk the streets that are pure as gold. Though often tempted, tormented and tested, and like the prophet, my pillow of stone. And though I find here no permanent dwelling, I know he'll give me a mansion of my own. I've got a mansion. Just over the hilltop In that bright land Where we'll never grow And someday yonder We'll never more wander 
but walk the streets that are pure as gold. Don't think me poor or deserted or lonely. I'm not discouraged. I'm heaven bound. I'm just a pilgrim in search of a city. I want a mansion, a robe and a crown. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in that bright land where we'll never grow. And someday yonder, we'll never more wander, but walk the streets that are pure as gold. I've got a mansion just over the hilltop in the bright land Good morning. As we always say, there should be a smile on every face this morning. Because a God that does all things well has given us another opportunity to assemble ourselves here this morning for the purpose of worshiping him in spirit and in truth. And by thus doing so, it affords us an opportunity to work out our soul's salvation. A couple of things this morning before we we get started. Um, In our announcements this morning, I think we mispronounced the name. It was Sister Andrea Shelton who was asking prayers for her son. And along those same lines, we would like to continue to solicit your prayers for Sister Rakaya in her recovery as well. I was, I was kind of <laughs> mesmerized as I was sitting down here this morning. I, I, I was reminded of how quickly things change, you know, and, and, and how quickly time passes on. I, I, I happened to look and glance up at Brother Trent and I said, is that a, is that a mustache? Oh, yeah. Up there. And my mind flashed back to when he used to be a, a little thing running around here. And, and, and it's funny how God puts things into your mind because it plays right into our sermon this morning. This morning's sermon is going to deal with childbirth. But, but, but don't worry now, it's, it's, it's going to be the G-rated because it comes from the word of God. I want to use for a a topic this morning, now you see me, now you don't. Dealing with what it means for a, a Christian to become a new creation. Let's go back and look at our scriptural text this morning, which was taken from the book of 2 Corinthians, chapter 5 and verse number 17. And here the Bible says, now, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away, and behold, 
all things have become new. If we read too fast, like I always say, sometimes we run over some things. The first word that we see here is therefore. Now, whenever you, you, you see this word therefore, it makes you stop and go back to something that was previously said or stated. In this particular case, it, it, it takes us back to verses 14 through 16. In which the Bible says, now, for the love of Christ compels us. Because we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all die. And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. So what is this saying? He, he was trying to, Paul was, was trying to tell these believers that, that, that they are no longer worldly, they are now spiritual. There needs to be a difference between the two. And it needs to be one that people can See, we are no longer to live for ourselves, for we have been bought with a price. When we look at this, we can see that, that, that our death is a death of that old sinful nature. That old sinful nature, the Bible tells me, it was nailed to the cross with Christ. It also goes on to tell me that, that, that I was buried with him. And just as Christ was raised up by the Father, we too have now have been raised to walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6, verses 4 through 6. Can you get that for me, bro? Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism into death. That like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the Father, mm -hmm. by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, mm -hmm. that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. So, so here we go. So in a nutshell, what are we saying, Brother Spivey? We're saying that this new person that was raised up is the same person now that is referred to as this new creation that we're going to be talking about this morning. Now, a lot of times we, we run over here to 2 Corinthians 5.17, and we say, you know what? I, 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 I come up out of this water. I, I, I am now a new creation. In Christ Jesus. Well, what do we mean? We can read it and we can spout it out whenever we want to. But now, explain it. Oh yeah, I'm a new creature. I can tell you that. But what does this new creature look like? How do I become this new creature? Well, the Bible tells me that before I can become this new creature, something has to take place. And what has to take place is a new birth. 
See, I have to be born again. What are you talking about, Brother Spivey? Over in John. We're going to begin to, to, to look at some things here because, see, in, in order for us to understand this new creature, we've got to first understand that's exactly what it is. It is a new creation. See, God just doesn't take us and, 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 and dust us off. We've got, we, 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 we got to listen this morning now. We are a new Creation. He doesn't just pick me up and say, now you are this. No. He, he recreates me. I am a new creation. But, but the, the important thing here, not only am I a new creation, but I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. This is what's going to make all the difference in the world. When you go back to the book of Genesis, it says, now in the beginning, God created. So now when I am born again, it's like I go through that process again. It's not the old me. I am a new creation. And we're going to look at how this new creation happens. This, this new creation cannot take place. Unless we have a new birth. Understand what I'm saying? Or are we still like Nicodemus? Well, Nicodemus came to him and Christ told him some things, but Nicodemus still scratched his head. Nicodemus couldn't, couldn't grasp the concept of what Christ was saying. So Nicodemus comes to him in John chapter 3. And verse number three, and, 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 and Christ says, you know what, Nicodemus, he says now, verily, verily. Now, I, I, I'm not making this up, Nicodemus. I'm telling you now that, that, that no one can enter into the kingdom of heaven unless they have been born again. Nicodemus looks at him, and he's puzzled. And Nicodemus, still thinking on the physical side, says, now, how is it that a grown man can enter back into his mother's womb a second time. Nicodemus is puzzled. Nicodemus has this thing out of context. Because, see, Christ is talking about one level, and Nicodemus is thinking on another level. Christ is thinking about this thing spiritually. Nicodemus is stuck on the physical realm. So Christ says, now, Nicodemus, I'm going to tell you again that no one is going to be allowed to enter into the kingdom of heaven unless he is born again. But now here is the key. He needs to be born of what? Water and the spirit. Nicodemus must have still had a look of bewilderment on his face because Christ begins to expound on it a little bit more. He says now, Nicodemus, I want you to, to, to understand what I'm saying. And this is what Christ was kind of saying on the surface. Christ was trying to say now in a physical birth, the mother does all the work. We got some mothers in here. Got to be, because we got some people in here. <laughs> so we got to have some. Don't be ashamed if you're a mother, raise your hand. That's what I'm talking about. 
I'm finna give you some credit. You don't want to raise your hand. Doing this physical birth, who did all the work? Think about it. It's the mother that does all the work, and the father just sits back and sometimes says, push. Push. But now, when you come to this physical birth that Christ is talking about, he says, now, it's not the mother that's going to be doing some work. It's the Holy Spirit. You understand what I'm saying? So there's a difference between the physical and the spiritual. Now, in order for me to get into the kingdom of heaven, I, I, I need to look at this thing from a spiritual standpoint. So I need to be born. Again, I need to be recreated. So Nicodemus still being confused. He begins to, to kind of look at him still in a little state of bewilderment. So, so Christ begins to break it down again. Christ was trying to get Nicodemus to see that, that when the Holy Spirit comes into us, it begins to regenerate us. It begins to help us transform from what we used to be more like what God would want us to be. And in order for that process to begin, there has to be a new birth. All right, so when we look at this new birth, he, he goes on to say now, because we are born with a, with a what? With a sinful nature. There are some things that we cannot do. Now, even though we were designed in the image of God, when sin came into the picture, what did it do, church? It separated us from God. Is that all right? It separated us from God. Genesis 1 and 27 says we were created in his image. But Romans 5.12 says now sin came into the world by just one man. And that one man was Adam. Through Adam's disobedience, sin was introduced into the world. Now even though I can look like God, I'm in the image of God. But when sin entered the picture, it did something. It separated me from God. Now, I can look like somebody and still be separated from them. Somebody better say amen now, because see, it'll let me know that you understand what I'm saying. I'm looking at two people right now <clears throat> that look similar, but they are separated from each other. There's one man in the back called Brother Tyrone Moore. There's another one up here called Taylor Moore. They look in the same image, but they are separated from each other. Are you with me so far? Now, here's the key to this thing on a spiritual side. That sin has now separated me from God. And here are the two things that we get confused. We say, well, Brother Spivey, does God still love me? Does God love the sinner? Yes, he does. But here's the key. The sinner and God are in a relationship. The child of God and God are in fellowship. Do we understand the difference between the two? The difference between relationship and fellowship. 
See, I can be in a relationship with one of my coworkers just because we work for the same company. But that doesn't mean that we are in fellowship. The child of God and God, when everything is right, we are in fellowship. The problem is, church, a lot of us just have a relationship. Fellowship gets a little bit deeper than relationship. So that sin has now <coughs> separated us. So Nicodemus, still being confused about this new birth, Christ tells him, he says, now flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. And then Christ looks at Nicodemus and he says, Nicodemus, you shouldn't even be confused about what I'm saying. Because he says, now, you understand some things that are similar to this, and you accept it. And Christ goes on to use the analogy of the wind. He says, now, Nicodemus, you understand that when the wind blows, things happen. Trees move. You can feel the breeze. Now, you don't know where that wind's coming from. And you don't know where that wind is going. It's unpredictable, the wind is. You can't control the wind. But yet and still, Nicodemus, you, you, you accept this as being the wind. Why? Because somebody told you, Nicodemus, look at that tree winding over there. Look at that tree bending in the breeze. It's the wind that's doing that. And you can look over there and say, well, I don't see the wind but you see the effects of the wind. And we accept that. Woo, I feel cool right now. What's cooling me off, Brother Ernest? It's the wind, it's the breeze that's coming. Do I see it? No, but I can feel the effects of it. So God, Christ is breaking this thing down for Nicodemus. He says, now Nicodemus, if you can understand that, you ought to be able to understand the way the spirit works as well. You don't see the spirit enter into you. The spirit doesn't come into you and shake you up and say, hey, I'm here. I'm moving in. Clear all this other stuff out of here. But when the spirit comes in, what can you do? You can see the results of the spirit coming into your life. We don't know how the spirit works. God doesn't give us, he doesn't say, well, on day one, this is what the spirit is going to do. On day two, it's going to do that. We just know that we have an indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And those of us look at that, we read it on the pages of inspiration, and because it comes out of the word of God, we believe it. That's the point he was making with Nicodemus. He was saying, now, if the world can tell you this and you believe it, then you ought to believe what the Son of God is saying. I'm going to pause a little while and let that sink in. Same thing happens today. We believe something on TV on the 6 o'clock news. 
even if it's contrary to the word of God, we'll believe it because man said it. Why do we have so many denominational so-called churches today? Because we believe what man said. Nevertheless, what the word of God said. The difference between spiritual and physical is what Christ was trying to get Nicodemus to see. Well, now when this spirit comes in and we are born again, what happens to us, church? Some things change. You know what? I could, I could come in here a sinner. And I can walk out a saint. There are some changes that can be seen. There are some things that affect us when we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Liars don't lie anymore. The proud are no longer proud. They are humble. You see, the Spirit has a way of changing me. Remember how we say everybody used to be something else, but when I get this indwelling of the Holy Spirit, I don't think like that anymore. I don't do the things I used to do anymore. Because, see, the Spirit is now guiding me. And we're going to get to a point that even if I have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the choice is still mine. That's the way it works, church. Now, I'm going to give you everything that you need to get the job done, but whether you come to work or not is up to you. A lot of people in the body are not showing up for work, church. We got all the tools that we need in the world, but we don't use it. A lot of us walk around with all the tools that we need, and don't know how to use it. So we can't blame God when things don't look the way that we think they ought to. Because God has given us everything that we need. So now, when he begins explaining this thing to Nicodemus, Nicodemus is like, well, okay, now I understand a little bit better. But now, this is the point that when I looked at Brother Trent, it became to, to come a little bit clearer to me. When an infant is born, he continues to grow. We see changes happen. Now, and because it is a live birth, so to speak, there needs to be some type of growth. Now, this is how the spirit works on a physical side. Say I don't see Brother Trent for a while. He comes back again, he may have a full beard. I didn't see that beard grow. It's still Brother Trent. But growth has brought about some changes in it. You don't see Brother Spivey for a while, but then next time you see him, I got a six-pack. 
So you might not see me for a long time. <laughs> but when you see me, some changes have taken place. So now, on a spiritual side, when this Holy Spirit comes into us, we don't see the change taking place, but gradually it happens. Remember how we said before, liars may not lie anymore. Used to have a person that would lie all day long. But when the Holy Spirit comes, you ask him a question and he gives you the truth. And you stop and you say, he just told me the truth. Now, I didn't see that, that process take place, but I can see the results of it. When the world looks at you this morning, as a newborn babe, do they see change? Sometimes we say, church, we do more harm to the church ourselves from the inside than those on the outside could ever do. Why? Because the world doesn't see the change within us. And we said before, God gives us the right to make the choice. So now the Holy Spirit has, has come within us. 1 Peter 2 and 2 talks about us as being what? Newborn babes. Now this, this spiritual rebirth here is not visible like a physical birth. But I can see the results of this new birth because I become a new creature. A new creature. That's what we don't understand sometimes, church. God doesn't, doesn't take us and just, like we said before, shake us up. He creates something totally new. Well, what is it, Brother Spivey, again, that this new birth brings about? It brings about some things that I can see. I can now begin to see the fruits of the Spirit. Because I have been born... Again, Galatians 5, verses 22 to 23. What do we got, bro? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, mm -hmm. joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Whoo! Now, let's break this down. <clears throat> Here's the problem. We're all trees. But are we bearing any fruit? Are we bearing any fruit? Now, some of us, if we were a tree, all around the base of the tree, all we'd see is rotten fruit. Because we're holding on to some things. See, now, when these fruits of the Spirit begin to hit us, we should be able to see that fruit being produced on our tree. Used to fly off the handle, Brother Otis, but now I'm a little bit calmer. That's the fruit of the spirit. But now, <clears throat> sometimes this is what the body does. This is what the church does. You come up out of the water and grave of baptism today, and they expect you to bear fruit tomorrow. 
That's the same thing as me planting a seed today for an apple tree. And I wake up in the morning and I expect to have enough apples out there to make apple juice. It's a gradual process. And we need to understand that. Sometimes it takes, some fruit takes a little bit longer to ripen than others. But nevertheless, it is continuing to mature. Some things stay on the tree a long time before they reach perfection. And we got to understand that, church, that when I, just because I'm, I'm newborn, my growth is a gradual process. It's not like the movie that's out now where every six hours your age doubles. Growth is a gradual process. So these fruits of the Spirit begin to be developed on us when we become new creations. My choices now change. Some things, some decisions that I used to make that were based upon things that the world does now no longer come into my thought process. And the Romans, the sixth chapter, it explains to us now that that old way, the old way is gone. Because you see, all things are going to now be, be made new. And so what I need to understand is that that old way of life is gone. I am now free to live my life the way God would have me to live it. Because now I'm dead to sin. The, 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 the chains of the bonds of sin that held me down. When Christ went to the cross of Calvary, those things are now broken. I'm free now. To live my life the way he would want me to live it. But I need to make the decision of whether I'm going to be dead to sin and alive to him. That's my decision even though I've been born again. The decision is still mine. Those chains have been broken. See, I'm no longer now ruled or controlled by sin but I can make the decision to still be. Now, the way this change should take place and the way this new birth should look, my decisions should change. My thoughts should no longer be on sexual immorality. My thoughts should no longer be on things that are impure. All of my lust and my evil desires should begin to decrease because I have been born again. My death to sin is an ongoing process. And as I understand some things, my thought process begins to change. It says now, so is a man thinking. So is he. So if my thoughts are on spiritual things, then the world should see spiritual actions. That's what this new birth is talking about. They should be able to see a change in me. What else should we see, Brother Spivey? We should see now, because I have been born again, I've got some love in my heart, church. I'm going to let it sink in. 
I've got some love in my heart. It's easy for us to say, Brother Bill, I love you. But then Brother Bill needs something and I don't pick up the phone. Quiet. Brother Giff needs some food. I tell Brother Giff, I love you, but you know, I can't share my steak right now. What kind of love is that, church? But now, truth be told, we do it every day. We turn our backs, or we see others turning their backs on brothers and sisters. In Acts, to check, in Acts the second chapter, the Bible says that what we had all things in common. Is that still true today? Because it seems today we, we place a, a higher value on materialistic things than spiritual things. I'll buy something in the world. And because I'm, I'm spending all my money over here on this material thing, I don't have money to help a brother or a, a sister. And you can shake your head now, church, but when you are in the position that you need something, when you are in a position that you need something, you ought to be able to go to a brother and sister. Your last resort ought to be going to the world. But we got the reverse. We go to the world first. Why? Because our mentality is one of this. They're not going to let me have it. It's real time, church. And we wonder why sometimes why the numbers are not growing. It's because we are not displaying what Christ would have us to display. And that's not saying that everybody is not doing that. I'm saying as a whole, we're falling short, church. We are falling short. So there ought to be some, some love. Why? Because the Bible says now, I'm born again. I'm striving to be more like him. But the Bible says now, we love others because he first loved us. He first loved us. Brother Ernest, let's get 1 John, chapter 4, verses 19 through 21. See, because some of us are, are telling a lie. <clears throat> we love him mm -hmm. because he first loved us. Mm -hmm. If a man say, I love God, and hateth his brother, he is a liar. For he that loveth not his brother, whom he hath seen, how can he love God, whom he hath not seen? And this is the commandment have we from him, that he who loveth God, love his brother also. If Christ was to come back today and stand up here and ask, do you love me? <clears throat> Could you answer yes? Do you love me, Lawrence Avenue? Would our answer be yes? Because you see, when God did this, church, when we are born again, God does not create a team where players can be traded. God does not create a corporation where employees can be fired. 
when we are born again, God places us into a family where each of us are loved on an equal basis. <clears throat> Think about it, church. If God created the church to be like a team, <clears throat> we look over there at Lawrence, we look over there at Jackson Street and say, you know what? Brother, so-and-so and so-and-so is good at this. We'll trade you, mm, let me see, we'll trade you Brother Timmy for uh, 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 Brother so-and-so and so-and-so. Church doesn't work like that. We hadn't seen somebody in a couple Lord's days. And we look at them and we say, you know what, you hadn't been here in two weeks, you're fired. Where's the love? God doesn't do it like this. God says, you know what? When you are born again, I'm going to put you in my family. And I'm not going to love you any more than I love you because we are in the same family. Now, you can do some things where I have to chastise you, but it's not because I don't love you. It is because I do love you. There should be some changes, church. To be saved. Now, here's one sometimes that we that we struggle with too, and it may be because of the wording. When we are born again, you know each of us has spiritual gifts or talents. In other words, God has placed something into each one of us that we can use to edify the body. When you are born again, you should be utilizing your talents. But you know what happens? Some of us say, I don't even know what my talent is. Search yourself. Search yourself. There's something that each one of us in here can do to edify this body. Doesn't have to be a whole lot. But God has gifted you with something. Look around this congregation how God has gifted us. Look at Brother Timmy back there. God has given him the gift of what? He can paint. He can draw. That is a gift. He can use that gift to glorify God. We've got some young men in here that are using that gift, that talent, to sing. Everybody in here has a gift. You just got to figure out what it is. And when you do, put it to use. Brother Otis, Brother McLean have been laboring in the gospel for years. What is it that they have now that they can pass on to others? What gift is it that they have? They can bring some younger brethren under their wings and say, this is what you need to do. Each of us has a gift, church. Everybody can't be a leader in the church because the Bible has qualifications. And if you fail in one of those qualifications, you fail in all. Everybody can't be a deacon. Everybody can't be an elder in the church. But God has given you something that you can do. But you know how I am. I got to lay it on the line. Some of us have talents. But the congregation is not willing to use it because of who you are. Not saying that it's here. I'm just saying. Somebody comes in from the outside and they don't look the way 
We think they ought to look, but they have a talent. And we're going to say, well, you know, until you do this or until you do that, we may not utilize your talent. Where's the love? As we get down to the end of this church, the Bible says that new babes ought to crave milk. When you crave that milk and you, and you get that milk into your system, it says that now you ought to be growing. We've got some people that have been on milk for 20 years. That's a twofold thing here, church. You ought to have the desire to grow. And the church has the responsibility to make sure that you are growing. What does that look like, Brother Spivey? They're not doing anything here at Lawrence Avenue to help me grow Sunday morning. There's a Bible class. Are you listening? Sometimes I struggle with it, but my wife is listening to it. On Wednesday evenings, there's a Bible study. Are you listening to it? I don't have time, Brother Spivey, but see, but you got your Bible. Are you studying your Bible? Let's make it a little bit easier. When you get hungry, do you wait for leadership to call you to tell you you can eat? I'm making a plane for you. When you get thirsty, do you call up Brother Glenn and say, Brother Glenn, uh -uh, I'm a little thirsty. Can I drink something? You take it upon yourself to get what it is you need. God says you need to study to show yourself approving. <clears throat> Are you studying? Newborn babes need to grow, church. We need to be growing. The last point here that we have today, all things have passed away. All things should be made new. What are some old things that need to pass away? I need, the old things that need to pass away or the way I used to think about me. It used to be all about me. I used to be self-righteous. I used to love myself. I used to love self-justification. But now the new creature looks a little bit different. It isn't about me anymore. It's about the cause of Christ. So many of us are holding on to the old thing. And if you look at the scriptural text, the scriptural text says you're not going to get the new things until you do what? You get rid of the old thing. We got a thing at our house. We got limited space at our house. And we keep on, we hold on to a lot of stuff at our house. <clears throat> So what has to happen when we get too much stuff? We had to go out and get a storage shed. We got so much old stuff, we have a problem with finding space for the new stuff. But the verse says now, you won't get this new stuff until you've gotten rid of the old stuff. Old things should be dead. They should be passed away. When I become a, a newborn creature, I don't look at the world the way I used to anymore. 
I don't look at the word of God the way I used to anymore. When I pick up the word of God, it ought to excite me. I am a, a new creature. When I look at Brother Bell in the morning, if I pass him on the interstate, it ought to put a smile on my face because that's my brother. I'm looking at things a little bit different anymore. When I look at the 6 o'clock news and I see all of the mass murders that are going on, it ought to affect me and say, God, be with us. Instead of, oh, well, I'm glad it wasn't me. It ought to affect me a little bit differently. When I go outside at nighttime and I gaze up into the heavens, it ought to put a smile on my face, understanding that everything I see is for the glory of God. Amen. Everything that I see lets me know that there is a God. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Christ becomes the center of my life. you look at it. I am a new creature where? In Christ Jesus. I'm a new creature, church. In Christ Jesus. I'm going to say it again. I am a new creature in Christ Jesus. Now, there is a difference, church, between me continuing to sin and me continuing to live in sin. We're going to close on this one. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18 talks about a change that takes place. And see, church, when I become that new creature in Christ Jesus, I'm still going to sin, but it's less frequent. And it's not to the point that where I look at it and say, you know what? I am going to sin. I hate sin a little bit more as I mature. Now, I may stumble and fall, but I'm not going to stay on the ground. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to dust myself off. I'm going to repent of that thing and get right back in the race. That's the difference between me what? Me sinning me continuing to sin, and me living in sin. Repentance means I'm going to turn away from that thing. Sometimes we turn all the way around, and we head right back. A new babe doesn't do that, church. In our growth process, we understand once again that, that we are no longer a slave to sin. We have been freed from that bond, that power that sin has over us. And in closing, even though we have been born again, we have the choice now to let sin reign or to count ourselves dead to sin. But best of all, church, we have the power to choose to not let sin reign in our bodies. It's a beautiful thing, church, to be born again, to be in Christ Jesus. As opposed to being in the world, I am in 
Christ Jesus. Now, in order for me to get in Christ Jesus, God has come up with a plan of salvation. And within that plan, he says, you know what? You have to hear the word. And when you hear it, you got to believe it. You got to repent of your sins. You got to confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for the remission of those sins. Here's that new birth that we're talking about. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. And then we ought to start looking at you and shaking your tree. And we ought to see some fruit falling off. Now you see me. Now you don't. So when some of your friends come in contact with you, they'll say, you you don't do the things that you used to do. Now you see me. No, you don't. If you are here this morning, church, and you would like to be added to the body of Christ, which now you can say, I am a new creature in Christ Jesus, you have the opportunity to do so by coming forth and making your confession known. If you need prayer for yourself or for a family member, we're going to give you the opportunity to make your wishes known. You have the opportunity to, as we stand and sing, to examine yourself according to the word of God and therefore make those changes that you note. Will we stand, please? Do we have one this morning? Let us haste, oh haste, to his spring. Will there be another this morning? Tis the fountain from the source above, and he bids us all freely drink. Will you come, please? Will you come? You're not coming to me. To the fountain You're coming to get things right with God. Will you come? Tis for you and me, thirsty soul. Hear the welcome call. Tis a fact. You don't have to be ashamed. Don't let Satan trick you on being ashamed. There's some things that you need to get right. There's a living stream. With the crystal gleam from the throne of life, now it flows while the waters roll. Let the weary soul hear the call that forth freely goes will you come to the fountain free will you come tis for you and me thirsty soul
Hear the welcome call, tis a fountain open for all. I want to thank you for listening this morning, church, and I hope we said some things that can help you as you go about your way this week. One of the best things that you can hear someone say to you once you've been born again is, I don't even recognize you anymore. <laughs> you, you, you used to. Man, I don't, even, I don't even recognize you anymore, Paul Paul, since you've been over there at that, at that body of Christ at Lawrence Avenue. That's the best thing that you can hear because it lets you know that, 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 that now you used to see me, but now you don't. You see Christ. Thank you for listening, Jerry. What a wonderful message. Wonderful message. Letting us know that we used to be, but now we can be a child of God. We're thankful, Brother Spivey, for the wonderful message. We should be new babes in Christ, and therefore we should be growing. And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Are we growing? <laughs> if we're not, let's get started, y'all. <laughs> Sometimes we dwell on the negative so much. <laughs> it's good to admit when we've got some wrong, but it's better to put forth an effort to change it. <laughs> so let's be about our father's business. He did a wonderful job in letting us know what we should do and how we should be as newborn babes. So let's grow. Let's continue to grow. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful message. We have those that have come to make their wishes known. Brother Joseph Webster is coming. He is asking for the prayers of the church. Sister Candace McLean is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church, stated that she is sin, and is asking the prayers for the, of the church for strength. Amen. Sister Carol is asking for the prayers of the church as well. And Brother Tyrone Atkins is stating that he is sin and he is asking for the prayers of the church as well. Let's continue to pray for them and let's pray for all of those who are sick and just let's pray one for another. Can't get enough prayer. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful once again to be able to come here and to hear another wonderful message. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for all that you've done for us, but especially that of Christ and letting him die for us that we may have a right to the tree of life. Heavenly Father, we come at this time mindful of those that have come to make their wishes known, those that have stated that they have sinned. We ask that you would please forgive them, Heavenly Father. And not only them, Heavenly Father, but forgive us all, for we all have come short of thy glory. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would help us to uh, do better in the times ahead through a study and practice of thy word. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for the one that has brought the message. We ask that you would continue to bless him as well. Help us, Heavenly Father, to not just be hearers of that word, but to actually go out and do it as well. Continue to bless those that are asking for strength, Heavenly Father. Strengthen them and grant them the things in which you see they stand in need of. 
bless us to Andrea Shelton and her son, Heavenly Father, and all of those that are that have been sick. We ask that you would please bless them, bless the Legs family, and all of those, Heavenly Father, who have had procedures and those that will have procedures coming up. Continue to guide us and be with us all, Heavenly Father. Bless those that are behind prison walls and even those in mental institutions. We ask that you please bless them as well. Continue to guide us and be with all of us, Heavenly Father. And we thank you for allowing us to be your children and for you being our God. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen. Why it should be thus all the day long While there are others living about us Never molested though in the Father alone will know all about it. Father alone will understand why. Cheer up, my brother, live in the sun. We'll understand it all by and by. We want to thank Brother Spivey again for that message. Now at this moment, as we focus on the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, we also focus on the collection. Let's please notice page 864. Well, excuse me, 859. 859, he paid a debt. 859, and we'll sing all three verses. All found? Let's see. He paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt. I could not pay, I needed someone to wash my sins away. And now I sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. He paid that debt at Calvary. He cleansed my soul and set me free. I'm glad that Jesus did all my sins erase. I now can sing a brand new song, Amazing Grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. One day he's coming back for me, 
to live with him eternally. Won't it be glory to see him on that day? I then will sing a brand new song, amazing grace. Christ Jesus paid a debt that I could never pay. God gave his best. He gave his best. So as we begin to think about giving up our collection, we're giving back to God what God gave to us. Surely we should not begrudge God for all that God has done for us. Let us pray. Almighty, Lord, you've been good to us. There's not a day go by, Father, that we don't breathe your air. We take advantage of all the things that you've given to us. So, Lord, as we give back to you, we're thankful that we have the jobs and the means to give back to you. As in Jesus' name that we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. As we're about to have a communion, take this moment and go ahead and prepare your communion. Luke 24, upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. They found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. They entered in and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. It came to pass as they were very much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how when he spake unto you when he was yet in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man, must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified. And the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. We remember his words in Matthew 26. He says, uh, this is my body that is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And then he took the cup and he supped and he said, take ye and drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many. That's for us. He did that for us. Let's pray. Almighty, Father God, what you did for us in giving up your only son, the world will never see such a great gift ever given again. For we were sinners and without strength to save ourselves, but God, you gave up your son to die for us. He died and became the author and the finisher of our faith. We thank you, Father God, and we thank you, Jesus, and we thank you for the Holy Spirit that continues to guide us in the ways that we should grow and be. It is in Jesus' name that we ask it all. Amen.
You may take the bread. Scripture tells us when they had ended the supper, they went out into the mouth that was called olives. This is this portion of our service. So bring the service to a close. Let's please notice page 111, page 111. We've seen the first verse, page 111. found let's please stand and sing come we that love the lord and let our joys be known join in a song with sweet accord join in a song with sweet accord and thus around the throne and thus surround the throne we're marching to zion beautiful beautiful zion we're marching upward to zion the beautiful city of god morning let us all bow dear lord and heavenly father we come before your throne this morning giving praise to your holy name thank you for this day which you've allowed us to see that you've allowed us to come to this church and congregate and be with friends family and loved ones thank you for your son jesus christ who you sent to the cross to die for the mission of all our sins so we might have a chance at life everlasting Lord, we come giving thanks for the many things that you give us each and every day, food, shelter, and clothing. Pray that you may be with those at this time who are without. Pray that you may bless them and provide them the things that they stand in need of. Lord, we pray that you allow us to make it home safely as we leave this building, that we're able to spread our love and shine our light on those in this world who are without it. Uh, we give all in thanks of your son Jesus' name, and in, it is in your son Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen.